no in longer can you be year, just the talent that comes that in and, you know, does a show for four hours and leave. Welcome to, to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. Everybody's got to be able to do everything, and not just because we're paying fewer people to do more work, but because if the team goes down and there's one person remaining, they have to be able to get the station on the air and keep it there. Brand With On Demand. Rebooting radio with a different Rebooting take on all radio, radio with a different take on all now radio. Your guides through the media David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, and author of the book Brandwith, Kipper McGee. It's something to which many women, of young children, Jimmy Kimmel, Kid balancing work and home life. In fact, today's guest says she's done nothing but work along with previous moms, working mom. That's it. Hard to watch. Since Lee McNabb had her first baby about the time she became operations manager for the 10 count them, 10 brand Demorandi Radio Group. Then she had twins. Within the same calendar Lee has two decades of commercial radio experience she hosted the number one radio morning show and programming and number one radio radio station with stints in markets like Champaign, Rockford, and Kansas City before moving Home to the moment, where she's again making her some mark. of those insights. Brain with on demand is proud to welcome. Very proud to welcome. Liam McMahon. Very talented. Oh my gosh, that is the hey, nicest hey, introduction hello, I've ever had in my Hello, Kipper. Could you just follow Thank me you around and say that every time I, I walk in a room? Well, my pleasure. It's really amazing wow. just watching I mean, everything you're doing and everything you've done. You've and with all that experience you have under your belt, putting aside the mom part for now. In what advice be would you offer someone now who's like you were when you were interning at the old Q102 They're starting out in the industry today. What would you recommend they focus on to succeed tomorrow? Authenticity sure. being so I actually am so back here as operations manager so at the Des Moines Radio Group where I started in radio 20 plus years ago. We're not going to exactly do the math because that's just rude, friends. But I started here when I was 18, my high school had a radio station, so after I graduated high school, I went to go find some place to intern. And that's my biggest piece of advice. If you want to be in radio, uh, interning is the way to get your foot in the door. And nine times out of ten, most places will only allow you to intern if you're getting college credit, uh, whether that's at a two-year, a four-year, or like my husband who went to a broadcasting school, a nine-month program, you often need the school to get your foot in the door to be the intern, but the intern is the one that gets to learn all of the things, meet all the people, absorb all the information. That's exactly what I did when I was 18. I had great mentors who would take time out of their days to teach me things that they did not have to, but just out of the kindness of their heart, maybe they saw something in me, I don't know. I try to pay that forward as often as I can with our interns and part-timers here, but just taking advantage of all of it. You may go get a coffee for someone who puts in a good you word know, for you. Really you may merge a log at the, uh, 10 p.m. for someone who becomes a great reference on your resume. I've stacked that, uh, that wood. I have frozen that, uh, my assets, if you will, out and about on the street. I have worked all of the nights, all of the weekends, all of the holidays, but it was it was well worth it because I learned everything. No one didn't know who I was because I was in their face all the time, and that's really the... The suggestion um, I would give anybody LA, that's wanting to get and, into uh, any sort of broadcast. Years. 
So uh, Lee, before we were so rudely interrupted by this and, silly uh, pandemic, and you're becoming that, a first-time mom, entering Des Moines, you were clearly uh, you facing some fundamental turnaround issues. As you enter a new market, what are some of the initial things that you look at to evaluate the situation? And how do you prioritize your goals once you sent them? I think prioritization often comes down to money. Who's not making the money that you know they have the potential to make? And, whether uh, that's the, a person, a show, or a station. And when I came here to the Des Moines radio group, I initially accepted uh, just I, I the position of the 93.3 KIOA program director. It's a station that I listened to growing up, a station my mother, who will be 70-something next month, listened to when she was growing up, a heritage station here in Iowa, but it just kind of lost its way a little bit, as many previously oldies stations had or have, you know, they've gotten show. beat to the initial punch with the classic hits thing, as someone across the street had done it earlier, not better be by any means, they just got a leg up on it, and so my initial task when coming here was just kind of getting that station back on track, it was not making the money that it has or it could, and even in 2021, there's still room for improvement for sure, as with any radio station right now because of the pandemic. You know, to live where they want to. So that was number one priority for me regardless. Oh, and then as the other tasks were put on my plate and ultimately the, the OM position, from there it's just what kind of, some of your a combination of squeaky wheel and potential. Who's not uh, getting things done? And by who I mean which you know, station? Who isn't getting the things done that you know it can? Is it a branding issue? Is it an imaging issue? Is it a staff issue? Is it a they don't have the resources they need to successfully execute the kinds of things that you know they can? Is everybody on the team pulling their weight and bringing something to the table that others can't? Which angles are you exposed? Who isn't covering their base? Where might someone else hit a home run because you've got a gap in the coverage? So all of those things kind of come into play. There are a couple brands here in the building that really make it happen. And they are the bottom of my priority list because even on their worst day, there are a couple of the best stations in this market and I've got bigger fish to fry. So with the pandemic hopefully approaching the year of year and all of the other things that have been going on in the world lately, how has all this experience kind of changed what you're going to be looking for in future applicants or has it changed? Yeah, I think so for sure. A couple things. One is I don't know that the full well, pigeonhole it to a you know, all of the big morning show ego sort of person. Through, uh, but I don't think that there's much room for someone like that anymore. Everybody's got to be able to do everything and not just because we're paying fewer people to do more work, but because if the team goes down and there's one person remaining, they have to be able to get the station on the air and keep it there. No longer can you be just the talent that comes in and you know does a show for four hours and leave. You at least need to have the skill set to be able to merge a log, probably, let's be honest, put together a log of some sort, even if it's just an auto schedule and an export, to merge the log and and keep the station on the air, because you may not have your team right there next to you. I think the other thing is, and it's something we've been hearing about for a long time, but I think now more than ever, social media skills are so important because in some aspects, it's all we have when it comes to interacting with and touching our listeners. You know, there
there was a while there where we did not do any remote broadcasts at all. So, they were all like these virtual said, okay, remotes. Well, how can yeah. we talk and about some of that may end up sticking around for sure, especially as some of the bigger companies get rid of their local promotions directors and just start doing a lot of these virtual types of things. But the first thing I did when the pandemic hit was try to find a way for my morning show, Luke and Heather, to interact with listeners like they would have at a bar remote. We found a program where they could host a weekly virtual trivia. They can see the people that are participating. They can talk back and forth in the messages. We have prizes every week. We your, do different kinds your, of topics for the trivia. Uh, they're not getting paid. They're they're staying late every that, Thursday that and going in the conference room and setting up a set and doing this so hour-long trivia helps. thing. But uh, they're not on stages uh, anymore, intro and concerts. They're not out at the Iowa State Fair. They're not out at a 5K on a Saturday morning. So how can they shake hands and kiss babies when you really can't shake hands and kiss babies? And it's things like... All of these different stories. virtual and one of the things, things uh, you know, what virtual thing can you come up with? What can you invent? What isn't being done? And then uh, how do you stay on top so? of it on all of the platforms, whether it's is, Facebook or Instagram show? or Twitter? Or you know, there's you a new one every day. You have to be able to extend your show, your show outside of the on-air product because maybe the only way you're able to interact with your listener. That's a great point. You know, here impressive track record. And we have other shows. Clearly, you work with some exceptional people along the way. What's one piece of advice they share that you'd like to pass along today? Conversely, you probably also work with some not-so-good bosses naming names unless you want to what made them weak today. and how'd you deal with it sure. Randy, you well also listen my best piece of advice is not going to be from anybody in the industry it's going to be from my mom podcasts. and that piece of advice is is anybody really going to die to move in that direction, if nobody dies not on the air. then you know that I has, can't tell uh, you how many times a day someone runs in my office hair on fire. It's the end of the world, and it's literally the first thing I say every time. Will anybody die? Have all Is anybody going to be harmed in this situation? Can no. And your See, it brand. could be worse. It could and be worse. I would, so I, would say I think that, just uh, always having a little bit of perspective. We'll go back to Mama McNabb, she knows what's up. However, if you get to the point where they could break their neck or catch their death of cold, Right, and that came from Darwin himself, so and they might need to uh, make your reassess some life experiences. Yeah. Any not-so-good so bosses uh, type of the characteristics? That we coach you bet. Do that, you bet, uh, in three different ways. <laughs> so one, there's one in particular have, that comes to mind who was a general manager of mine, nuggets or, and I think uh, you know, the biggest takeaway from him was nobody that he managed was a human to him. Everybody was a number or a dollar amount and then secondly, or really an inconvenience, quite honestly, that's how I feel most of the time. And encoded, you were only allowed to come to him with solutions. You could never come with problems. And that, uh, while I don't have a ton of problems, I like running up the ladder on a regular basis. If someone's in a position above like me, they are there right because they... Create theory, a no more. They have a different way of looking at things. Can suggest something example, to me that might make it uh, easier. We're just having a brainstorm in general, and that was not allowed. You could only come with the solution, not the problem. So 
I, conversely, should be very aware of setting aside time for... Now, listen, I don't want to be a therapist. Let's get one thing straight. I go to therapists. I am not a therapist. But I try to make time for people to feel human around me. And my boss now, Lance Richard, laughs because I often reference my management style as using the live love languages because people look for that in all of their relationships, not just their romantic. One. So if someone's so love language is words of affirmation, very, well, they're probably just looking for words of affirmation uh, in all aspects of their life. So I try fact, to keep in mind that that person uh, really likes to be told they're doing a good job. You know, if someone's love language is acts of service, well, perhaps it goes a long way if I dub in a show for them sometime because I know they're running behind or I take the production off their plate because they've got other stuff going on. And I really employed a lot of those types of management things know, you're doing in your personal life because i had worked for someone who uh, was never capable of treating anybody beneath him as a human being and i just think it's important we all have lives we're all people we all have feelings we all have families and hobbies and passions and all of these things so i think yeah i took away from my lack of a relationship with my general manager that having some sort of relationship with people makes you more of a team makes them want to work harder and not disappoint you and you know that's kind of how i try to do all of the things i do you know there are a couple of Thank you. Any tips that you might have for an employee who wants to be sure that they make themselves indispensable, especially things on the horizon in the near future, and things they should be doing now to prepare themselves to get through the ranks and basically grow their position at a good company. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing is being a self-starter, not having to be asked to do something, but to to jump in you and say, yes how can I help? I've uh, been struggling with an employee for a while now who, when she doesn't know how to do something forward, or right. she doesn't understand, she never asks, she doing, just doesn't do it. Oh. And, you know, I'll say, would well, you ask anyone? Well, no. You can come ask me anytime. I want to know that someone is not only going to complete all of their own tasks, but they're going to go on and find some other ones if there are some to be done. So I think being the person that raises your hand and saying you'll do it, even if you don't know how, you'll do it, but can you teach me? Well, now that's a double plus in your column if you are because you're learning some new stuff, then you're, you're getting in front of the person who wants it executed, and you look like you're a go-getter. So it's really just learning all of the things that you can and, and then being game and, to do all of the things the, that you the, the can because we're all running at 100 miles an hour. We all have 70 jobs on our plate. If you come to the rescue of someone who's juggling everything, you know, you can be a hero and stay top of mind in a positive way. We are with Lee McNabb. Oh, she is someone else. Somebody you'd like to hear from. We'd love to hear your suggestions. Email us show at brandwithondemand.com And that person you suggest can join other great Guests like Ross on Radio, Sean Ross, the cartoon voice of Scooby-Doo, Fred Flintstone, and so many others, still doing afternoon radio on Baton Rouge. 
Scott Dennis, and lots you know, of other great another, guests. Another you can find them all when you select previous episodes at brandlifeondemand.com. And if you like what you're hearing, please take a second and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, we share some things she knows now she really wishes she knew way back when. What is it that makes Music Master the favorite choice of radio programmers all around the world? Ask CKRM's Colin Lovecraft. Music Master is just ease and workload and stress, giving me more time to spend with the community. The real question is why will you choose Music Master? Find out at musicmaster.com. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brand with the good news story. We are with the talented. Oh, she is talented. Lee McNabb and Lee, what one thing do you know now that you really wish you'd known way back when you were starting your career? Just do it and act like you own the place. If you act like you own the place, people might actually believe you for broadcasting. Eventually, Lane. it becomes second like nature. Fake it till you make it, girlfriend. And if you Thanks also to our word. equally exceptional our executive producer, Sue Hubert, and coming up next. Hi, my name is Skip Dillard, Vice President to make sure people here, wherever they are. Coming up, Randy shares some opportunities that many may find hiding in plain sight. Not because I'm on this stage. Well, yeah, it is market number one, winning stations, he's got a don't miss it. That's a wrap, Kipper. Initiative. Taking initiative. Yeah, we talked about it. We'll talk about it too in the one minute marketing. Find it in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. They all your brand with intros for songs and we're able to auto schedule all of that thanks to Music Master. Ready to become a Music Master raving fan? Get in touch at musicmaster.com slash sales. I love them. They're always there and willing to help. Opportunities hidden in plain sight. Plain sight. Brandwood on demand. We are with the coach to the stars, the one and only Randy Lane. Oh, by the way, he was a gifted programmer, too. I know. I competed against the guy. He didn't hurt me too badly. Randy, <laughs> think about traditional broadcast radio. What's one opportunity that you see that maybe hiding in plain sight? Well, before I answer that question, Dave, you and I met in Chicago mm-hmm. in the early 80s. Now, if I'm not mistaken, it was WCLR clear that you were programming at the time, and I was 101. Yeah, 1.9, yeah, yeah. Oh, those are great days. Well, there are actually two points to make with your question there. One is what I started on a few minutes ago, and what is not always obvious to a lot of management people and a lot of talent in radio is the importance of endorsements and live reads. Mm -hmm. Now, There are a lot of people that are doing them, and there are a lot of radio stations that are getting a premium rate for those. But we hear many live reads that are just simply read and not a lot of time and effort put into those. But the personalities who do a great job with that, who will go back to storytelling, who will turn that endorsement into a form of a story about that service or product, who sometimes will interact Uh, with a sponsor or even with a listener 
about that product, or at least we'll make that a conversation so that it sounds like part of the show. Mm-hmm. Those are the personalities that really move the needle with regard to endorsements. And I'm sure that uh, you and Kipper have seen a lot of research that uh, podcast hosts who do endorsements and live reads, they really make a big impact, much more than a produced commercial. And so that's an area I think that we really need to focus on our live endorsements. And the other one that maybe this is not obvious to a lot of people, but if you think about how music has become so accessible everywhere on our phone and it's becoming more and more difficult for music radio stations to set themselves apart with music and promotions and that sort of thing. I believe that the future of radio is talent. And we see this all the time. When there are two country stations or two rock stations, two top 40 stations going head to head, you can duplicate music. And the station with the superior talent almost always wins. You bet. So I think that those are the two areas that I would point to that are not always obvious to everyone, but I think are right there in front of our face. Great stuff, Randy. You're right. Yep. Our thanks to the very talented Randy Lane. And, And by the way, in addition to being a great coach, he's also a really, really great program director. You'll find all kinds of things about Randy and the Randy Lane Company in the show notes. Scroll down on your phone. And coming up, a guy who's programmed his way through some major market radio stations, VH1. He was even David Letterman's boss on network TV. And now he's produced a movie. Hi, this is Jeff Rowe. And join me on the next episode of Brand With On Demand as we talk about media today, opportunities, and life beyond radio and innovation. The artist formerly known as Dallas Cole, Jeff Rowe, next. That's a wrap, Kipper. We're going to be talking about R and B, and we're not going to be talking about music. In the show notes, you'll find One Minute Martinizing. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wise.